Hey, it's Josh here. I just want to take a quick second before we get started to express our gratitude and appreciation to anyone who's listening, whether you're consuming this by download, whether you're listening on our website or following us on Instagram or TikTok, however that is, we thank you. Doing that lets us know, hey, that there's somebody out there. And as long as we're entertaining one person, then it just makes everything worth it. So on behalf of myself and everyone here at Game Rage, thank you. All right, now enjoy the show. Welcome to the dumbest smart guy podcast on the planet. This is the Central Unintelligence Podcast. Yeah, it isn't a podcast unless Adam sniffles at the beginning of the episode. I just noticed that I did like <laughs> it's not my fault. It's not my no, fault though. Watching the, I was listening to the podcast. You do like you, every you do it like minutes. every single yeah. You, I sound like a I sound like a coke fiend, dude. Like, yeah. It sounds like you're doing coke in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Anyways, welcome to the Central Unintelligence Podcast. This is episode number six. Don't be alarmed. If uh, you've noticed that there's no episode three, it's because I lost it. So uh, I'm not renumbering them. So we're just we're just going we're just going forward with it. But anyways, I'm Josh, and I'm here with Frank. Hello. And I'm here with Adam. Howdy. And uh, yeah, I would also like to give a special shout out as we posted all this stuff, you know, earlier today. And now I'd like to shout out to our uh, Belgian followers that uh, <laughs> that apparently listen to us in Belgium, where they where English is not an official language. So. I don't really 50, know. 55% speak it. Okay, that's a decent amount, but I don't know how. Dude, that, that's more than America. Yeah, probably. I don't know how. I don't know why, but I'll fucking take it. I mean, that's that's great, right? We love the waffles. We love oh, Belgian wheat yeah. beer. The wheat beer. Oh, man, it's so good. I'm sure they make great guns, too. Oh, yeah. You know what? A Belgian. FN. That, that's yeah, FN. Oh, fuck yeah. See? There you go. Man, got another reason to love Belgium. Our our staunchest ally. Wait, are they part? Of, <laughs> wait, are they part of NATO? I fucking hope so because <laughs> if they're not. We're in trouble. The FBI will be knocking on our door, asking what the fuck's going on. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyway, so yeah, today uh, Frank had brought up something a little earlier about uh, the new hypersonic missiles that we as America have have come up with. However, I do want to talk about that, but. I have been fucking itching my balls off to fucking talk about this Peruvian fucking tribe and every for like three weeks now. And for some reason, we get sidetracked and we don't fucking talk about it. So can I ask? Yes. Uh, if there has been more developments. Yes, since? there has. OK, so, so so to take you off the subject, because I want to take you off. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Not only is Belgium a member of NATO, uh-huh. but they were a founding member. Oh, good. Well, that's that's good. Good. Uh, go Belgium. All right. Thank you for being a supporter of America. Yeah. And all things American. But anyways. So, Adam, how have you been these days? Yeah, um, I'm doing all right. God, I hate you both. <laughs> Obviously, we hate you, too. I know. So I'm Plan- actually kind of glad, though. Planning any trips? That this. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll go to Vegas next year for Evo. But. Oh, yeah. You? Oh, you okay. think about that? Huh? That's, that's fun. <laughs> Can I go? Yeah, you can go. You can go. Oh, okay, sweet. You can go fuck right off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could go fuck right off. Fuck myself right off. All right, let's let's Man. hear this. Let's hear this alien business. All right. From so, Peru. anyways, I'm I'm actually kind of glad that we, I waited three weeks or whatever to talk about this because the explanation that is being given is is actually almost better, I think, than fucking aliens. So, 
the story is that this it's called the Iquita tribe in in Peru and they're essentially a 10-hour boat ride down the Amazon river that is like that's from the nearest city, I guess, the nearest major city. That's like 10 hours by boat to get there. So they've been having this problem where they've got these seven-foot-tall beings that float in the air, and they apparently try to, like, rip your face off. And they've been calling them the face peelers, and they happen at night. They come, and these villagers have been, like, freaking the fuck out, and they don't know what to do because they, they claim that they shoot them and nothing happens. And so then they appeal to the government for help. They said, hey, we need some help here. Shoot them with what? Rifles, or you know, they they have guns. Yeah, the, those those middle of nowhere villages. I mean, they got there's like wild animals and shit that they're, they live in the Amazon rainforest. Basically, I think, I think Adam was thinking that they were like more primitive. Yeah, primitive. Tribes. No, no, no. Okay, so they're like the most modern of the primitive quote unquote tribes. They're still isolated, but they wear like I saw pictures of some of them, and they wear normal. I mean, yes, granted. I guess they are wearing the loser of, you know, the NBA finals and like the NFL, like the Super Bowl. Like they wear the loser, you know, the, oh, okay, the, okay, where, yeah. where all the where all the losing team merchandise gets shipped out. Like they were wearing some of that shit in some of the photos I saw. So but they were wearing modern stuff. I mean, they do live in kind of like huts, I guess, basically still. But I mean, they have rifles and they have guns, so they would be shooting them and nothing would happen. So they're terror. The village is terrorized. They don't know what to do. So they call the government for help. So the government says hey, we're going to go in and we're going to send some guys down to just check out and see what the fuck happens, right? And so that happened pretty quickly once they appealed to the government. They sent them in. And so there have been, like, no updates for, like, three weeks almost. And so now, today, I was just looking to see, okay, I wonder if there's any updates been going on. So the government has released what they are saying is the official story of what happened. And so I guess there's a lot of hidden gold mines or gold mining areas in that portion of the Amazon rainforest where this tribe is or whatever. And I, I guess what they're, the government's full explanation is, is that there are illegal gold mining operations that are happening all the time in, in Peru. And what? Russia has stopped harassing our drones after the F-35s were issued out. They flew away. Oh, they from f- Syria. Oh, they're no longer flying in Syria. Oh, well, hey, that's good. Fuck them. Just buy a couple at thirty fives. Yeah, it wasn't even the good shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so they they are saying that these illegal gold mining operations are trying to terrorize the villagers so that they will basically fuck off and they can just mine. I guess this village is supposedly sitting on a top of like a pretty large amount of gold. I guess, and so. Apparently, these like the cartels, they're like gold mining cartels that go around there and they do all kinds of shit like this. Well, so these guys, these specific cartel or whatever, I don't know what it's called because they didn't really say, but their specific tactic that they use is because they like to go into mountainous regions and they use literal fucking jetpacks to go up and climb up and then they mine gold and then they use the jetpacks and like bring them back down. So supposedly they have used, utilized this jetpack technology that they have. And they have turned it into where they've made themselves look like floating beings to these villagers that have no idea what the fuck any of this shit is. And they were just, they're like floating around and they're like attacking people, trying to get them to, you know, basically fuck off. And so I don't, I can't account for the, you know, them shooting and shooting them and nothing happening. But I would surmise it's probably just they shot and missed is probably more than likely the explanation. Or even for them not having an understanding of what kind of modern technology we have. Right. That they would just 
be in sheer terror of like, oh, fuck, what, what does all this mean? I mean, sure, they have guns and stuff. Right. But like a jetpack and maybe not being able to see these figures up close or maybe they're wearing garments that make them threatening. Yeah, they're we- I think they're wearing like, you know, they're wearing like an alien looking mask and then they're wearing probably like a, you know, like a reap like a Grim Reaper kind of like outfit, I guess. Yeah. To, you know, to, to make themselves look like these it, mystical figures or whatever. And I guess there are some legends of in Peruvian lore about like these face peelers or something is what they're called. And so I think that's what they're trying to mimic. And then once it got out about what they kind of look like, I guess they do kind of look like seven foot tall aliens. And I, they, nobody says they've ever actually they, they just float these things or whatever. So obviously, if these guys are using and they're saying that they're not using it's not like an actual jet engine propelled pack. It's like, I guess they've utilized some sort of, I don't know if it's a drone or if it's some kind of thing that they've been able to figure out how to wear, where it's just basically like, you know, the little drones or whatever, but it's like larger and it's silent. It's like, it's like quiet. So they can just use this propeller. They call it propeller technology. So mm. <laughs> that's what they, the government officially referred to it as, is this, this new propeller technology that they're using that allows them to wear some sort of device that is basically a jetpack, essentially, for lack of a better term. I think that's kind of funny that, uh, well, it's not to make fun of these groups, but it's like um, all those other instances where indigenous tribes from other parts of the world yeah. meet a more modern society and they immediately think that it's a god or something. Right, yeah. Like, that shit's interesting to me. Uh, oh, yeah, the uh, they were called uh, the cargo cults back in the day during, like, World War II when we would be... And when we were going through the Pacific and we would literally planes would, would crash or they would drop cargo by accident on these, these islands. Cause all these islands were getting, were becoming focal points. And if you drop these, they, there were these tribes, they would call them the sky gods in the metal, in the big metal, whatever, you know, yeah. things or whatever they referred to planes as. And they would, they would literally worship the, the guys who would come there like as gods yeah. because they were just like, Oh, what you guys fly? What is this? This is crazy. And, and yeah, not not to say it's a bad thing, but that's what happens when you put all your faith in like mystical shit. Yeah, is that when, what you can't explain in words or whatever? You right. just accept as supernatural. Like, um, if science is not in your society or whatever, then you yeah, you don't, there's no way to rationally explain what's happening. Uh, therefore, it's like th- the conclusion that they come to is that it's. It's got to be mystical. It's got to be a god. It's got to be magic or some bullshit. Right. Well, it's like that old saying, you know, what you can't explain by science is basically Ma- just magic, yeah. right? So, you know, they're... They always, the, old, the thing about it is always say them. Well, I don't even know what the fuck it just said. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, um, Frank. <laughs> no, the thing is like, if there are rules to it, uh-huh. it's science. Because then if there are no rules to it, then it's magic. Then it's fucking magic. Because yeah. it's beyond our comprehension of what... If we're able to, if you're able to make one part of it... If one part of it has to have a certain set of rules, then it's no longer magic. It's, it has to be quantified, so therefore it is science. Right. I guess... But then once it's quantified and it's you figure no, it out, then it, then it has rules. And yeah. then it no longer is, is magic then, yeah. right? Yeah. It's just... It's become science. So anyway, so yeah. I, I just... I thought that was funny that... There's there's fucking literal giant cartels of people that are going around tr- stealing gold or mining gold illegally. Why, and yeah, 
and they're just and then if, if a village happens to be on the spot they need to get to, they're just gonna do whatever they got to do to fucking get them to either leave or you know fucking move and then that way all oh, cool then they can go in and dig it up or whatever it is that however it is they're gonna mine whatever's there i wonder if they have any value for gold other than they know it's shiny and shit like you know like the way the aztecs had their shit decked out with gold and stuff right uh, I, w- I wonder if they know the value I of mean, it or they don't care it's no different than western civilizations gold has very little purpose to us other than the fact that it's shiny we decided as a as a fucking society that gold was valuable because it was so pretty. So, but like as a fact of like say diamonds, yeah, they're pretty too. But we use them in the industrial settings. We use them in all this shit. Gold, what we use it for for contactors. Yeah, it's used in like electronics. But and stuff. Co- copper does it better than gold. It's yeah. more conductive. Mm. Gold is not very conductive compared to other metals. So it's what value does gold actually offer? It's got a low boiling point doesn't it too yeah i wouldn't say that because the furnaces get pretty hot from what i've seen the crucibles Mm. a couple hundred degrees at least i mean a couple hundred a couple fuck but compared to other metals like it's not on the spectrum it would be like closer to the bottom i don't know Mm. never mind yeah well anyways but you're but you're right that is interesting to think about okay because obviously, if you place value on things, right, it's it's can you can you fuck it? Can you eat it? Can you fucking kill with it? Right. That's the things that generally throughout time uh, have been. What? Gold's melting point is almost 2000 degrees Fahrenheit. Never mind. Oh, it's pretty high. Compared to what? Yeah. What uh, are the other what are some other metals? What's copper see. or uh, copper has a very low melting point. Never mind. I was way off. Let's see. Iron. Iron. It's probably fucking 28. Fuck. It's hotter. Yeah. But yeah. iron's a very strong. Um. Wait, iron melting point. Yeah, 2800. But as opposed to, let's say, tungsten. Tungsten steel? You know what's crazy, too? Like, okay, just look at, I mean, this is a shitty example, but. Tungsten's on 6200. Like Minecraft, right? Okay, you know, you you can get the armors and the weapons and you can make them. Mm -hmm. They start with, like, copper and then they go to, like, bronze and then they go to gold, right? Copper, steel. uh, Copper. Steel, gold. Oh, sorry, copper, gold, steel, diamond, netherite, and now it's yeah, netherite's I think the top, top strongest one. Well, yeah, yeah, but like of the things that exist in our world, right? Okay, you know, diamond or whatever. Netherite's real. You shut your hard mouth. It's real. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it is. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't guess, know. I don't know enough to prove you wrong. <laughs> I don't know enough to prove you right. Yeah, well, then I guess there, that's the whole. There we go. That's the central unintelligence magic. Podcast. It's magic. Um, but yeah, it's funny to think. Okay, you know, you you go through these ages of you know. Okay, there was the Bronze Age, or whatever, and then there was uh, what was that? What was after that? Wait, steel. was it steel or was or it iron? Iron. Iron. I don't know. We haven't, I we, wonder, have, we haven't learned how to make steel I wonder yet. if it's based on the melting points of the metal, if we figured out how to get shit hot enough to melt no, the I, metal. No, I don't think it was it. that. I think it was that we were able to create we were able to create fires hot enough to melt. Oh, so I'm saying, like, to, if, it, if, if you look at that throughout the history, was it, was it all based on the boiling or the melting point of those metals, and it was just... We Us needed discovering how to melt The technology it. of how to get it hot enough, how to get a to, fire hot enough to, to burn. Forge it. Or to, yeah, to be able to melt it so you could then, yeah, forge it into Something. whatever you wanted. That would be, that'd be an interesting thing that, you know, some other 
podcast would probably have the answer to, but yeah. you know, it's it's an interesting thought to think about that. Oh yeah, the only thing, the only reason that I brought that up is that if if only they knew the value of it, or maybe they do know the value of it and they don't care because they yeah. just want to live in a society that is you know kind of uh, about like basic necessities or whatever yeah. it might be. But if they knew the value of it, it's like oh well, in those situations where they need to get help or whatever that they have gold in exchange for like whatever the Peru dollar is right that they could trade that in and be like you know we're good yeah or really they could just buy things with the gold I mean they don't and, and that's the other thing too is they probably don't have the technology that too. to mine the gold I mean if you look at I mean, granted, I don't know what how deep the gold is in the ground. I mean, there's a lot of factors. You could require a lot of drilling. You could, rec- or you could just get shovels and pickaxes and fucking dig. Uh, that's you know, interesting. what? So with the bronze to the iron to the antiquity and then the Middle Ages. Hmm. So I, it was just bronze and uh, metal. I mean, iron. Hmm. And then it just became like well, and steel became like later on through I think like the the bronze sixteen yeah like the. 16, 15, 1600s, I think. I don't know. Oh. Yeah, like it's funny because, like, with iron, with steel, I mean, sorry, carbon steel, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, we have no idea oh, how the hell it came into existence. We have no idea, sorry, we have no idea how they were able to come up with the idea for carbon steel uh-huh. because it's a fucking science to make carbon steel. And. Like uh, was it with Japan? Japan. I was watching this documentary of one of the last few people that still makes carbon steel. Uh, still makes it the old-fashioned way. Like what? Like katanas and stuff? No, no. The uh, the ore. Oh, I got you. Because steel is a man-made ore. Right. And it's fucking trippy. Like he he knows it. He like he sits there and, like he's just watching the forging. He just knows. No, it's too hot. No, it's too cold. And he just sits there like he looks like he's fucking asleep. But no, he's just watching <laughs> that shit like. Nothing else exists to him except for that fucking forge. Yeah. And, like, then they break the forge open, and then he looks at the at the fucking ignorance and stuff, and he's like, okay, hmm, hmm. Like, he looks, he's just looking at it. Okay, this is high quality, so this goes, this goes for katanas. This is low quality, so this goes for kitchen knives. <laughs> this goes for knives or whatever. And, like, yeah. just by looking at it, he already knew, the, he already knew the carbon, um, uh, what's it? The carbon like content, yeah, the quality of the content. So he knows how much he knew how much carbon was in the the in each uh, one or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and that's an, that's I think that's kind of a skill that's definitely going to be lost throughout. You know, with technology and well, stuff, it's is almost that. about it's almost lost in Japan. He's one of the few left. And yeah. was, I saw the documentary like twenty years ago. That's what I'm saying. Like the true, like the true master smiths are 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 kind of. I think I feel like they're going away. I like, know, they're I, not. They're not in America. They, it's kind of. I mean, we still have a, a huge blacksmith, blacksmithing community here. Yeah, that's true, um, I guess. And then also, show, like, television media have kind of, I think, repopularized that with that show, uh, Forged in Fire. Mm-hmm. That that show, I think, really got people going. It, you, you, yeah. you, YouTube, too. There's people. There's a that, lot of guys on there. Yeah. Yeah, that do forging and Men stuff. Men at Arms. Huh. Interesting. Well, that's good to know. I mean... I just kind of thought that through technology, that would be the one oh, thing. Oh, yeah. That, like, well, honestly, n- not to talk shit about the Zoomers, but I mean, how many of these Zoomer kids are going to be sitting there and sweating their balls off, fucking in a forge, pounding some fucking iron and shaping it or I metal mean, into good, it? You know? A good amount, dude, because like, a lot of people now in Forge Fire are Zoomers. Oh, yeah? Respectfully, yeah. Um, do you know how to do that? 
No, I'm not saying I'm not do that. But I'm just saying how. You're not saying about the knowledge. Yeah, You're I'm not saying that. I'm just saying how many of them with that type of culture that the, that is of the Zoomers, like how many of them are going to want to sit there and do that? They whine and complain if the air conditioning is not the right fucking. Oh you know, man, yeah. You know what? There was some video of some guy doing some kind of forging, mm. and this guy was doing it without like proper gear. <laughs> it was wild because the way that they were uh, doing it was one person was. Uh, like heating up the what is it, the crucible thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the forge. Yeah, the forge or whatever. And uh, the another person, like two people, were throwing water on top of this guy. Like, oh, just to keep him cool. Just to keep him cool. <laughs> so he wouldn't catch on fire. <laughs> get like or you know get heat stroke, burst or, into flame, yeah, and then yeah. pass out and fall into the it, fire and just. <laughs> I gotta find that video because that shit was wild. I'm like they literally have people tag teaming him, drenching him with water so he doesn't overheat. Damn, but, yeah. that's pretty crazy. Well, it's funny too in that documentary. Um, once he made that the ignit, they mm-hmm. showed it arriving to the blacksmith, and then the not the, yeah the the swordsmith. Because I guess yeah. uh, I guess you can't call him blacksmith because they don't make anything other than that sword. Than sword, yeah, yeah. And um, and even he was looking at it. He goes, "Yes, this is high quality carbon. This is high quality steel. Okay, I can work with this." And it's fucking trippy, like. Um, Cause you know how you have to um, hammer the ignits down, make them draw them out, fold it. Right. Yeah, and you got to fold it a billion fucking times. Um, and um, it's trippy because he, he it's all done by hand. Like so, they're not doing it with the the uh, machinery for uh-huh. the yeah. machinery hammer. Right. And it's done by the way he yells. So when he when he's saying oh oh, um, the way he yells it tells the apprentices oh. Uh, harder on the top, softer on the bottom, or oh, he yelled it this way, so that means I had to do harder at the bottom and and no nothing at the top. Yeah. So it's like just by him yelling, they had to know, and so it's not it's not like, oh, okay, oh, okay. no, it's like, uh, 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 like they're going, and I guess like, you can even see that across Japanese culture because yeah. I don't know if you ever seen them make mochi and it's the same shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've never seen them make mochi. Yeah, it's either mochi or matcha or whatever. Oh, one of those. But those, those yeah. little things that are, that yeah. are there's like ice cream inside of them. And yeah. then the motherfucker, like, I don't know if he's like the master or whatever, but he'll yeah. like hit it with his hand. And the, yeah, he's adding water to it with his hand. And then the fucking apprentice will hit it with a fucking hammer and they'll alternate. <laughs> he's like, ah, oh, my God. <laughs> Damn. It's, it's so, it's actually kind of cool to see because it's, it's kind of like, a, it's, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a performance. Like, yeah. Not only are you buying this thing, but you're also getting, getting a show with an it. experience with, with it, is, which is cool. That's fucking interesting. Because that is, that is something that is, always kind of cool to watch too is is seeing okay like with the smithing you can see you know a master teaching you know an apprentice or an apprentice is like i i call it the holding the flashlight phase (laughs) not once did he did that guy get his hand nope that's crazy man just fucking, just smacking it, whacking it, getting it wet, getting it wet, and that dude's hammering away at whacking the same it, time, whacking man. It. Whacking it. Diego. Un, un, unrelated, but uh, like a sushi chef. Oh, shit. Like that lineage of getting to the sushi chef. Yeah. Dude, you spent some, I think I was watching a documentary where the guy was saying he spent like 10 years just uh, just learning how to wash rice. Yeah. Like how, how to how to prepare it for it to be used in a, right, in yeah. a sushi uh, or sashimi or whatever, uh, and I'm like, f- imagine the patience of just 
knowing that you like in order to get to the top, you have to spend ten years at the fucking bottom with like Oh yeah, doing doing the shittiest work. Imagine imagine a blacksmith trying to get good, like trying to te- get good and then also teach an apprentice at some point. Yeah. And then I don't know, that's the thing too, is is yeah, you're starting out at the bottom. It's it's the it's the the karate kid type thing where it's oh you're just washing windows or whatever for fucking years, but at the end of the day it's like, oh, this is the skill that you need to be able to do this. So yeah, you have to you can't make sushi until you know how to prepare the rice, which seems just like the most menial basic fucking thing. But no, once you become a master at that, then you can move on into learning. And then you can actually touch the fish. Yeah. Then you may, then you can look at the fish. Well, it's funny because in Japanese culture, they believe in, um, well, old Japanese culture. I don't know how it is nowadays. Because uh-huh. now they, I think Christianity is the most popular religion in Japan now. I don't know. Probably. Um, they believe that God resides in everything. Mm-hmm. So like uh, the sword had its own God that lived inside the sword. Uh-huh. So everything had one god except for rice. Rice had four gods that lived in it. Damn. So the, it, in Japan, rice is very important. Yeah, I mean it's like a staple. Mm-hmm. It's a staple food, right? So obviously, so it yeah, makes sense that they the would war. put such importance on just cleaning the rice. Yeah. Well, additionally, too, in Japan, I mean, if you think about it, they they really don't have much real estate in terms of space to cultivate, and they're an island, so you know. You, you gotta you gotta you gotta maximize your spaces that you got there to be able to make it. So well, maybe they do, but the but the landscape is kind of treacherous. So that's it's what I'm like, saying. Yeah. yeah. So it's like it's like you don't really have the easiest shit to be able to make your food or whatever, which is your staple food of your country. Granted, their population's not super. Oh, I mean, it, it's pretty big now, but you know, it, back then it was in the, in the 1700s or whenever that was. We we're talking about that. It probably was a lot lower, obviously. But by the same token, you're still an island. So, and that was before, you know, and, and the, even in those times when, when Japan was still kind of before they were like really going out and doing any kind of exploration or before anything we like forced that. Them to. I mean, basically, yeah. Uh, they were just isolated. So you had to basically, whatever you had, this is what you got, right? And so, yeah, rice being an important thing of their staple, you know, diet. carbohydrate in their diet, basically, it makes sense for them to put such a high importance on it. You know, oh yeah, no man, you got to treat your rice with respect. Mm-hmm. There's four gods living in it, you know that kind of thing. But man, well, anyways, that was kind of all I had to say, I guess, about the gold mine. You got anything else about the gold mining or the gold mining? Not I mean, so much, we, we, no. we went down the sushi road, but you know, <laughs> I mean, the food road. But I mean, you know, it's just, it, it is one of those things that now, I guess, to to say with with the new. I, and I guess maybe this is just me being an old man, like you know now. But the, the the newer, the younger generations, you look at them and go, "Oh man, I hope there's some of them that are willing to do some kind of you know this kind of stuff. You know, to learn to sit there and learn like a trade, I guess, or whatever, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because that's really in demand right now for sure. The 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 trades type jobs. And if you look at you know people who are expert sushi chefs, I, you know, I don't think there's a lot of people lining up to get learn from the masters to be you know sushi chefs and even even not even to learn from the master to be one but just to be someone who's semi-competent at doing it i mean that guy there was a guy that we used to go get sushi from all the time back in the day that the the story's fucked up of how he ended up becoming like the owner of the sushi place but essentially it's not like he really i mean he didn't like go and learn from any kind of a sushi master or anything like that. It was like, it was like he didn't earn it. You know what I'm saying? So it was almost like he kind of didn't care. 
which you know now looking back at it i mean you could you could kind of taste that in in the sushi like thinking about now when you eat sushi like the, like the guy we went to, like the one we went to the other day i you can tell that that guy behind there like he, he fucking gives a shit about his fucking sushi man i feel like when he's making it uh, i was i don't know if this is just me speaking anecdotally uh-huh. but the obvious thing to me and i don't know if this was just because i saw a documentary or if it's just by virtue of me experiencing it but when you get sushi and you see the rice fall apart that's to me a bad sign that they yeah. don't care enough right yeah and i know we were talking about rice earlier but yeah that i i don't know why that is but if the thing starts falling apart that means it wasn't constructed well. properly yeah and uh what you're saying about the the food tasting crappy because somebody didn't put their heart in it i think that's true yeah definitely yeah no i i, I think that's definitely at least in food there's a there's a a tangible thing that you can measure where yeah if somebody just like if you go to denny's and the guy behind the thing doesn't give a fuck and he just throws some shit together and here you go it's like oh man this doesn't really hit that good but man if you go to that same denny's and that dude was on it today he was making those fucking that omelet fucking the exact perfect way that it should be it came out amazing he fucking was like oh man i gotta be attention i gotta make sure this is fucking going great and then the pancakes he makes sure they don't get just too but they get just enough of that little browning on them and then bam but as opposed to some guys like ah they got a little fucking too brown who cares let's just throw them out there then yeah that does affect the the quality of the food and then i don't know you can feel the love in it man like you can feel the 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 care they especially i don't know with sushi it's it's evident every time we go get sushi somewhere i don't know why it's specifically i'm going back to sushi but i feel like that is an art it's not really much of a science to it 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 is an art form in and of itself making the sushi rolls and preparing them in a way that because because yeah some of those rolls were not prepared by the guy who's the main guy it was those some of those other dickhead guys that are just there trying to get some money right and some of those guys you can look and see man some of them don't give a shit and yeah because there were a couple rolls that were kind of falling apart and i'm like this is this one's gonna kind of be shitty and yeah it was but i know every time i've gone there and that guy when we sit at the bar and i've seen that guy make them the 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 head chef or whatever man they always come out good. I've never had him roll me a bad sushi roll or make me a bad sushi roll. It's always been immaculate perfection, basically. And and like when we were talking about the other guy, as the opposite to that, yeah, he was the head sushi chef, but like he didn't earn it. He didn't really give a shit. And you could tell his sushi came out. It was sloppy. We didn't care because we were we kind of became friends with him, and like we would eat there for almost free. Basically, he would just give us, you know, oh man, it just you know, just just fifteen bucks, and you know, whatever, we're good. And he just he just give us all kinds of crazy shit that he'd be trying, and you know, we were like young, so we didn't trying. Really, what do you mean? Like? Oh, like he would try to make new rolls. Like he would just try to make new weird combinations. So we did care a little bit. Well, it's because he was trying to make money, I guess, obviously, but it it was evident that he wasn't. I don't think he was doing it. And I don't know. Maybe this isn't. Maybe this isn't the right way to put it. But he wasn't doing it for the love of the sushi, man. Like, he was doing it for the money. Yeah, he was doing it for the money, and you, you know, you could, you could tell. You could tell he was just all about that money. It's, it's like when you, when you do stuff and you hear about it, and it's all about, oh, if the money is the main motivator behind it. Oh man, the product's not going to maybe come out that great. But if you have somebody who's behind it that is passionate about whatever it is that this thing is that they're making or that they're doing. And they're doing it. They're doing it because they want to make something great. That is when you get the true greatness, right? Yeah, I think uh, a perfect example of that here locally is if we had to talk about burger joints, it'd be like McDonald's versus In-N-Out. Yeah, I, 
I know there's going to be arguments of whether In-N-Out is good or whether people enjoy it, but right. just just to think about how they do one thing well, they know how to do one burger well. Right. Um, they don't have other items. It's just they're, just that the, the cheeseburger yep. with the special sauce, whatever they got. The, the fries are kind of ass. I'm not gonna lie, but sure. But when you when you make the choice between going going to In-N-Out or McDonald's, like you know what you're getting with McDonald's. You're getting. Right. You're getting processed you're, fucking you're getting manufactured s- food. That's what you're I don't getting. know what the fuck you're getting with McDonald's, but at least when you go to In-N-Out, at least there's kind of like a standard set. And, yeah. And not to say that McDonald's doesn't have their own standard, but it's far lower than what uh, In-N-Out's is. Well, they, because, they, and they also sell like a billion, um, you know, the, McDonald's sells like billions of hamburgers like f- probably in a year, right? Yeah. So their quality is not probably... It's probably a lot lower because they're just trying right. to sell food. The the brand is too strong, and yeah, but well, right. That's why um, In and Out doesn't franchise out. They have one of the rules that they have for their restaurants is they have to be within driving distance. Well, obviously, of their meat distribution center. Yeah. So all their food has to be. That's how they control the quality of the of the food because they make sure that they're within this distance, so they can make sure the food is good. Yeah. Yeah, that, I mean that makes sense, and that's why, like you said, that's why their food hits better because somebody at the at In and Out gave a shit enough to determine, hey guys, we can't just be shipping this shit frozen across the fucking world. What's gonna make this meat taste good? Oh, if it's technically still f- quote unquote fresh, not frozen or whatever. And our meat distribution that like somebody had to sit there and figure that shit out and say, all right, man, what's the way that we can keep this high quality? Oh, let's make sure our meat distribution plants are within driving distance of our restaurants and then that way every single time somebody goes to get a burger it's gonna be fucking fresh it's gonna be good yeah and i just want to say like to if anybody's listening to this from fucking texas okay yes i've had the water burger or whatever it's not terrible okay but it ain't fucking in and out that's <laughs> that's that's it I, i'm sorry if you haven't had in and out you don't get to talk shit about in and out and versus water burger but I've had both, and I was not impressed by Whataburger. I, I don't know. I, I just everybody loves what, that shit. What the fuck was that about? I don't know. I'm sorry. I just, we were talking about In and Out, and I just fucking <laughs> went on a tangent. All right. Everybody from it. Texas says In and Out tastes like shit. Yeah, and they hate tech. Everybody that I talk to, even that's from just generally out of state that doesn't have In and Out, they always tell me, "Oh man, this In and Out is fucking garbage. It's whack." And, and I'm just like, as opposed to what? And they're, oh, you know, Hardee's. And I'm like, fuck off, Carl's Jr. Get out of here. It's fucking not better than In and Out. Hardee's is ass, dude. The only thing that's like somewhat passable is the Western bacon. Yeah, that one's pretty. It, that it, one's it, okay. You know what? You know what it is? That barbecue it's, sauce. Yeah, it's the fucking rodeo sauce, <laughs> yeah. dude, that salvages it. Uh, that is. And then if you look at, you know, yeah, everybody says that it's garbage or water. Oh, Whataburger's way better. It's way better. So yeah, when, when we went to Texas, I was like, "Fuck this, we're getting fucking Whataburger. We got it." I was unimpressed. But mm. anyways, that's that's my rant about fucking Whataburger. I can't believe you just threw that in there. I don't know, like, I'm sorry, you Why just not? put a you put a hit on them for no fucking I did. reason. Fuck those guys at Whataburger, <laughs> all right? And fuck anybody who likes Whataburger. No, you know what? Not fuck anybody who likes Whataburger because you know what? It's it's edible. It's not it's not trash. It's better I, than McDonald's. Yeah, I will say that it it was better than McDonald's. I, I give them that, but it was not better than the fresh, delicious goodness that is an In and Out double double. Now again, don't. I don't want to say about the fries, but if you pour enough animal sauce and cheese on them, the fries are fucking pretty good too, you know? Or if you just eat them right... Right as soon as you get them. Yeah, you can put, 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 put some salt, salt on them, Put a little salt on them, But to be fair, 
What fries are good cold besides McDonald's? Yeah, I mean, that's Maybe a good point. Maybe Five Guys? I don't know. I haven't, no, had, you know I haven't had Five Guys fries cold. I haven't had it in a minute, man, so I, I can't say that. Either, man. That was a, that's another place that kind of, I don't know when this turned into the food podcast, but man, that, that's, that's another. Was, I was going to say, the only thing that ever came close to in and out for me was Five Guys. Was Five Guys, yeah. But I, I don't even know, because I haven't been there in a minute. Yeah, I haven't been there in a while either. I've heard that their quality has gone down, which, you know, sucks. It, they started going down when they started doing milkshakes. Oh man, milkshakes! Is that the downfall of a of a burger <laughs> joint? Is when they fucking add in milkshakes? Oh, that, that was funny. It was um, uh, uh, the five guy? There was a picture of the, the you know said five guys. And yeah. Signed, the lights broke, so it showed um, it it showed V V I so four guys, and <laughs> I said, oh god, one of them quit, and then he came back the next day and the I went out, so it was just V guys and so five guys. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, they you know, they got him back. Uh. Before we go on, go any further down a food rant, yeah. Uh, what's the next? Um, what's the next uh, conspiracy? Or well, I mean, whatever. Whatever. What's the next current event that you had on the agenda? So for the longest time, mm-hmm. um, when Russia came out with the hypersonic missiles, he had four like Kiev, Zykon, and whatever the other ones are. Uh-huh. And so this were the big bad. And so we, yeah, they beat us to it. They got the first. Went out into production, uh-huh. and it got to the point where we had to say, you know what, we're not going to make any. We're we're, we're stopping production because you know we they, they kept failing and they couldn't get them to do a successful launch. Yeah, and so everybody's like, oh man, I guess Russia's going to beat us. We're never going to do it. And then the fucking Patriot system from the fucking what eighties was able to shoot it down. So huh, maybe it's not so great after all. Right, right. And then out of nowhere, I read this news saying that, oh, the U.S. has just successfully tested, uh, has finally successfully tested a uh, uh, hypersonic missile. What do they call it? We have, we have a weird name for it. Oh, I like weird. Is it, is it just the test name for it or is it actually like what the name of it's going to be called? I think it's the test name. Because, you know, they like to do that where they put that they'll just put an X in a number or some kind of or they'll do some weird code name for it and then it'll turn into something. I, I mean, whoever gets to pick code names or like operation names at the Pentagon, man, that must be a sweet job. You should sit there and just come up. So with, it's ma- called imagine making like imagine making seven figures for coming up with the name, <laughs> coming up with a code name for something. Yeah, man. What was it like the guy who come who's get paid like he got paid like a million. He got like a not even nine million. He got like a three hundred dollar bonus for coming up with the name for uh, cars. That's pretty sweet. That's pretty legit, man. <laughs> I, I would I would do that. That's but anyway, the job. missiles the missiles called the Air Launch Rapid Response Weapon or what's the acronym? Arrow. Hey, what is it? Arrow. Arrow. Yeah, A R R W. And we launched it from the Buff, the B fifty two. You know, our yeah. longest serving bomber. That's gonna have a ninety-six year service record. <laughs> Did they launch it from like the bomb bay where they dropped it and then it kicked? I'm on assuming and they went? did some rap, rapid dragon shit, yeah. <laughs> so they launched Jesus it Christ, and they man. confirmed it. They were able to confirm five times the speed of sound. So is is that the like what's the average or the standard for that's standard hypersonic. for hypersonic. five times the speed five of times sound? the speed of sound? So that's the minimum. Yeah. So we said, all right, cool. We hit the bar. And so I was reading that. I'm like, oh, cool. So we officially have a working hypersonic, hypersonic missile. missile in testing. So right. it's still a prototype. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's functional. I come across this. 
Oh, I lost the article. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Nope. The U.S. Navy has ordered uh, Lockheed Martin to make hypersonic missiles for them now. Oh, really? For the Zimit class destroyers and for the submarines. So then if we put hypersonic missiles on all of our naval missile platforms, since there's essentially nothing other than the Patriot missile system that could shoot it down. Mm-hmm. As far as we know, we, right. Aegis, we I believe I, I Aegis, at, Aegis at home, whatever it's called, uh-huh. was able to shoot down. Was able to shoot down the Zycon, whatever it's fucking called. Yeah, all the missile systems we sent over there have shot it down, and I believe they just got the Iron Dome, which is Israel's hey, Israel one. So I don't know how that one's going to work out. I mean, I've been seeing a lot of videos of that Iron Dome going off on uh, on X or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, it looks like it works pretty good. You know, I mean, granted, it's not the, none of those things that shoot down are hypersonic, but. Do they ever name shit off of like uh you know how planets are named after gods? Oh like gods, gods and shit. If they ever do anything like that, like the sword of Damocles missile, like you know, heavy is the crown with like <laughs> with the sword dangling. Well, honestly, most of the time they're just come up with some weird names. Well, we do have the Hercules, the C one thirty Hercules. Mm-hmm. But um honestly, it's always the nicknames that stick. Like the B fifty two Stratofortress. I believe it's what it's called. Right. But the nickname is called The Buff. And it stands for Big Ugly Fat Fuck. Yeah, because it is. It's a it's a giant ugly <laughs> fucking, fucking plane. Ugly ship. But it's so beautiful. It's it's the <laughs> ugliest it's the most Fuck. ugly, beautiful thing you'll ever see in your life. You know it's the plane that you know it was the plane that start that kicked off Desert Storm? Oh yeah? Yep. We it was fucking funny. We sent I think it was like seventeen out there. Uh-huh. And this was the first actual test of a cruise. This was the first actual use of a cruise missile. Uh-huh. And they were on these. Um, so they flew from California to Afghanistan or Iraq. Uh-huh. You know, being refilled in the air. Right. They went, destroyed the entire infrastructure of Iraq. Yeah. The uh, uh-huh. weapons, like the anti-air, stuff, shit like that. And they made it back to America undetected. These aren't stealth planes. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, man. So, what do you think? What do you think the next evolution? Okay, obviously, now that we have successfully created hypersonic missiles, theoretically, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, they, they were tested here. Oh, in California, yeah. here. California. Yeah. Well, listen, it doesn't fucking matter. We already exposed ourselves to California with the whole well, thing now. No, it, well, I'll tell you guys afterwards. But yeah, it, it doesn't. It literally doesn't matter. Anyways, so. What do you think the next... Because you know how we do shit where we... Okay, now that we made something, it's like, oh, uh, yeah, now let's like turn it up to fucking 25 and make this shit crazy. So when do you think twice the hypersonic sound speed missile or probably, whatever is going to come out? That's probably what we're working on now. Is probably that. Now that they're like, okay, cool, this shit works. Now let's make it go like way faster. You're on vibrate. What the fuck? Oh, man. Yeah, vibrate some storm. That's weird. Must be because it's a shitty Android phone. Huh? What? Yeah, good luck getting spied on by China. Oh, it's fucking so great. I love it when China knows what I'm doing. <laughs> it's all pronto. So then they have no excuse. It's all pronto. Yeah, it's just they're just they're just seeing what kind of porn I watch. Yeah. Porn pub and fucking I don't know what else. Anyways, Anyways you know. So, you just don't want to say. So yeah, so so when and then and then how long do you think it takes for us to put a nuclear warhead on one of those? Well that's the thing. They specifically requested conventional um, missiles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, what they requested, but 
Well, know, that's the thing, though. Actually, Russia made the dumb mistake of pulling out of the nuclear treaty. Well, now we can do whatever we want. The first thing we did was ask the, what should we call it? What's the name of the company again? Oh, the, Lockheed? No, the company that specifically we, we made for nuclear weapons. Oh. Uh, the, like, you know, the whole, well, if we would actually go see the movie, we would have known the name. Oh, but whatever. The first yeah. thing they did was they ordered them to make uh, tactical nuclear missiles that would, uh, nuclear warheads that would fit on um, cruise missiles. Oh, on cruise missiles? For Rapid Dragon. Hmm. Well, I mean, that could work too, but I wonder when, like I said, because you know that, you know some, one of these defense contractors is probably already like, hmm, let's see, what if we can make a nuclear warhead that could go on one of these fucking hypersonic missiles? I'm sure man. they already do, dude. It's gotta be. But, anyways. Well, because of, because of the treaty, we couldn't make new warheads. Right. Well, now we can't. And the warheads we had to use, bef- the ones we made before, were made for the Minutemen platform. So we couldn't right. make missiles that could, f- because the warhead warheads would be too big. couldn't fit on, yeah, yeah, that. They were just designed for those traditional, well, good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I'm going to go into this, but wh- do it. Why, do you, why do you guys enjoy this shit? Ah, uh, you know. Cause I, like, I don't mean to cut you off, no, no. but. But I watched these videos of like uh, the, the I think the subreddit's called Ukraine War Report, and there's a uh-huh. whole bunch of those type yeah, of reddits that show shit. war show war footage. Yeah, I gotta be honest, man. Like, there is no part of me that enjoys like. Uh, there was this video I saw where there the um, what's that song from Night at the Roxbury? Don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Yeah, so there was Ukrainian soldiers. Like, they're all jamming. They're like, yeah. I don't know where they're going. They're they're in a Hummer or some shit. Yeah, I saw that video. And they're all jamming and shit. Yeah. And I'm thinking, it's hard to, it's hard to imagine warfare and it's hard to, to even experience it, I imagine. Yeah. Mm hmm. And then, like, the things that weapons can do, right. I, I don't know if I enjoy any of that. Like, I see it, and I'm like, that's fucked up. Like, I know you guys are talking about all these, like, missiles and shit, and it sounds cool, but to me, I'm just like, I don't have any care for it at all. I mean, sure, it it, it, it plays into our national security or whatever. Right. But other than that, like, I don't take any joy in any of that type of shit. <laughs> And then also well, like the, the 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 ramifications of people dying, like the way their bodies are ravaged, is it's fucked up. Like I can't, I can barely watch the video sometimes. Oh yeah, I mean, okay, let's, let's make. Think it, but think of it like this: those those hesitation, those thoughts that you're having. Do you think Japan had them when they were bombing us? Do you think if any if all our enemies could hit us with the weapons they have, if we weren't so well prepared, you think they'd be feeling remorse for us? Well, no. I mean, I don't think I don't think anybody that's what, think that. That's why. I, but let, we're not just, talking about. Oh, dude, this missile can fucking kill eighty thousand people. No, we're just talking about the uh, fucking scientific knowledge the, that well, we that and it's, it's the well that and it's the it's like the deterrence factor, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. And okay, let's because let's make no mistake about it, right? War in general is fucked up. Like, yes. there's nothing good about it. It's fucking miserable. It's a horrible time. Bad times are had by all. Sure. There are moments where maybe you're having a good time with your buddies jamming out to fucking a night at the Roxbury, but then your Humvee gets blown up and then you're all getting fucked up. So, yeah, <laughs> that shit sucks. So, we're not, and, and maybe it's not 
that were quote unquote. We're not. We're not trying to like glorify that yeah. aspect of it. Yeah, I'm not trying to paint you as heathens. I just no, want I know. to know why. And but so so I I have from like a young age. I don't know why, but when I went to the library as a kid at the old public library, right? I I don't know why I would just get. They would have this whole section on like warfare. And just, you know, like when you're a kid and you just like playing army man and all that bullshit. And then it went from doing all that to then saying, oh, hey, man, well, let me read about books about it. And then all of a sudden I got started about reading about history and all this other shit. And then it went down this whole rabbit hole where then I got this one book that was like weapons of the world. And it literally had every gun that is used in every military. And I like would study that like a Bible for some reason. I don't know why. I just really got into it. I don't know. (laughs) It's, It's just weird. And so then now. As an adult, like, yeah, I, I like those things and I enjoy those things. And, and yeah, like, I know how, like, those a lot of those things work. But it's interesting to then look at, okay, for basically the past, I don't know, since World War II, mostly, our, our weapon systems of warfare that we've created as, as a nation in the United States of America, right? We have basically used them for a deterrence factor to deter anyone from coming and fucking with us or doing anything to us. That's what they've been. We really, yes, we've fought since World War II. We fought in Korea. We fought in Vietnam. You know, we fought skirmishes here and there, right? And, but they've primarily, our deterrence factor has worked. We've never been attacked here, essentially, other than, you know, some rogue terrorist group that, that did 9-11. Um, we haven't really had any kind of major military. No, no foreign military has ever actually attacked us here on, well, on since, the continental United since States. World War II, at least. Well, well, the last time was 1812. Right, right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, in, in our modern-ish history in, since World War II, right, since we've had these deterrences, these major deterrences, no one has fucked with us. And now we're getting, I feel like at least, it's kind of, I feel like in the world today, we're getting towards the point where they kind of forgot. They kind of forgot about the US. They kind of forgot about the shit we have. They kind of forgot. They're starting to forget and think, oh man, maybe we should, maybe we could fuck around and not find out, right? Like as we talked about before. But the deterrence factor, that's the part that's very interesting to me is yes, like Frank said, the scientific achievement of cool getting like a hypersonic missile or making that work that's a that's a cool technology that we've figured out now how that technology could be used for good i I don't fuck i don't know yet but if you look at a lot of the innovations we've had technologically they've started out with a military military application and then they've turned into oh it didn't really maybe it didn't work right or maybe it wasn't something that we exactly needed or maybe it finally just got released to the public and it was able to be used as a civilian technology in something that made our lives generally better i.e. the internet right sure the internet's a good example of that gps gps um there's i'm sure there's a lot of medical technology that started out as just being in um you know military use that was a lot like a lot of it was like a lot of that quick clot stuff that you see that's like um you know i think you've probably heard of it it's that thing where like oh if you've got like a gunshot wound or a gaping some kind of wound you can throw in this powder you can throw in there's these like there's these uh they're like little sponges and it literally is a clotting agent that you can stick in there and it'll it'll help stop like arterial bleeding that started out as a military application to basically help dudes that got shot to live longer so 
but it turned out into the civilian world where then it became released and now it's in you know emergency rooms everywhere they i think it's gone even further than that now i think there's more modern shit than that even but it's just interesting to me to see the the type of stuff that happens and I, I don't know. I think that's why I'm interested in it is is because of a it's it's a it's technol it's technologically interesting and and b it's it's cool to see the quote unquote deterrence factor at work. I guess or you know again it's also the fact that we made something that can do something so amazing. We're talking about a piece of metal that we were making go five times the speed of sound. Sure, yeah, its end result is to blow something up, but that's still a huge accomplishment accomplishment for the human race. Even if it's initially being used for warfare, but what is that going to lead to for us in the future? Yeah, I mean, if you look at, like, let's just look at, and, and maybe this is not even answering the question still, but, I mean, if you look at, you know, okay, rocket technology, right? Like, started out in Germany, the V2 rocket or whatever, that was, like, the first kind of rocket technology that existed, and then it turned into the jet, like it turned into a civilian application of the jet engine, right? That that became a thing where then that modernized or that changed travel for forever, basically. Where now you could build and mass produce these huge engines and these things with these airplanes that they could do, blah blah blah. They could fly and all that stuff. And that probably wouldn't have been possible without that first invention of that military application. So now that we've got this fucking rocket that can travel five times the speed of sound, cool. In 10 or 15 years i'm sure we will see maybe even the first aircraft that can now travel they they'll have figured out how to get okay an aircraft to go that speed and then make it so that the humans inside aren't fucked up by it you know i'm sure there's going to be some way they're going to figure it out where they you know because i don't think humans can travel that fast right now currently i think like mach what wait what's what's this what's the mach 5 is five times the speed of sound right um was it five times the speed of sound is mach 5 right I think that's how that is because Mach 1 is the speed of sound and then Mach 2 is twice the speed, so then 5 would be that. I don't think... I don't know what the record is for humans. Mach 5 would be 1,715 meters per second. Well, so what? That's 5 times the speed of sound then, right? Let's see. Speed of sound. Is just do is Mach 5 5 times the speed of sound, then that'll give us our answer. Um, let's, let's see. Fastest... Speed of meter, the speed of sound is 334 meters per second. Okay. So then that sounds like so over, over it's five times. times. Yeah. Over so it's like roughly five times the speed of sound. So I'm sure they'll figure out how to put that a jet engine technology that will make that work. And then I'm sure they'll have to, by then, by doing that, they'll have to figure out how to make it so that humans don't get fucking, you know, whatever the effects of uh, traveling that fast are against them. So it it's, it's interesting to see. And it just, uh, again, not to, not to try to, I mean, and I guess by, the nature of just us talking about it. I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess we are kind of glorifying, you know, war or whatever and the way we're talking about shit, but it's, unfortunately, it's, it's, that's, that's part of our culture, right? Uh, war is part of not just culture of being quote unquote, I guess, American, but just being human, I guess, at the end of the day, war has been, it's no different than appreciating a sword back in the day. I mean, that's true. I, you know, we, if you see a nice sword, like a katana or something to that effect. Oh man, it's you, you just want to appreciate it and it look or even like you see a cool gun. Like if you see a cool like a 1911 or something and you see it and you're like, oh man, that's a bitching ass looking gun. You know, yeah, it's 
it's like programmed in us from a young age, I feel like, to to already to kind of be semi-interested in this stuff. But I don't know. I, I don't... And, and again, I don't... And I'm not like a fucking psychopath where I'll sit there and just watch gore videos of like dudes getting blown up and shit. I mean, I'm not I'm not into it like that. But have I seen those videos? Yeah. And and yeah, they're they're fucked up. I mean, you know, shit's fucked up when when war happens. And this this whole Ukraine war is probably I would say the most documented war in terms of video footage just because of the access to its current, you know, with with technology right now and how it exists and everybody's got a cell phone and they all got TikTok and they're all fucking uploading <laughs> these fucking TikToks of them shooting, getting into gunfights and stuff. And, you know, I, I don't think that, I think that that is the future of fucking, you know, war where now, <coughs> I mean, if, if shit goes sideways and it's not drones and you actually got to send people, everybody's going to be doing that. They're just going to be taking selfies fucking, uh, you know, with their homies and, thinking it's all good and then you know and then your, your humvee gets blown up by a fucking landmine or some shit so <clears throat> i don't know that's all i'd say about that i guess you got, any, you got anything else on that topic you pretty much covered it you, did that answer your question or did yeah. i fucking dance around it I, I think it did all right all right well let's, i just want to make sure i answer the question because i don't i don't want to sometimes i'm long-winded and sometimes yeah. i fuck off and don't i mean that was a very long-winded way but i just want to make sure that i actually answered the question yeah, so. i think you did okay um Anyway, so moving on to the next topic, there was a, we talked about last week about the, you know, Prigozhin getting blown up. And so now there's uh, stuff coming out basically saying that, uh, oh, no, 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 he wasn't blown up. It was just, this is just a deal that old Putin made with them that he had to be blown up. He had to fake his death before he couldn't be alive, quote unquote, before the 2024 elections for some reason. That's like the... It's like the deal, I guess, because I, I th- and I think, well, I don't really guess I, I really, I don't know what the reason is for that, but at the end of the day, I still feel like we're never going to fucking know what the answer is to that, whether he's really alive or whether he's really dead, because if he faked his death, well, unless he does some kind of a super villain deal and fucking comes out and starts trying to take over Russia again, we'll never fucking know. I feel like it's already worse that there's not like a legitimate reason to begin with. Like, yeah, if, if there was a reason that he just coincidentally died, it's like, oh, engine failure or some shit like it would have. I think it would have come out at a reasonable time. But now yeah. that like everybody's just kind of convinced that it's an assassination, so, you know, it, it doesn't feel like a like a reasonable conclusion or that there's right. like this aura of controversy within it. Yeah, it's like it already feels like it, they, they've. Uh, the Russians have had their hand in it or something right. like yeah there's, I, I don't know how foul, else to spell it like, foul play afoot but yes yeah there are nefarious things happening regardless of whether he's dead or not or whether he was actually on that plane but at the end of the day I still I still kind of think that the Russians are in a bad situation they're in a bad spot and I don't know. I just I, I think maybe they just need a distraction, and that's probably that's probably what this is. I guess is is some kind of a distraction from because now nobody's talking about how the Ukrainians. I mean, the Ukrainians just launched an offensive tonight where they did a bunch of drones at some fucking airbase in inside Russia, like seven hundred kilometers inside Russia, 
which I don't, I don't know how kilometers work because I'm an idiot, but you know, <laughs> I, I, I feel that's fairly far inside of Russia and you know, they blew up a bunch of those, their, their big bomb or they had damaged a bunch of their big aircraft. So, you know, they're, they're giving them the finger and, uh, like I said, I think Russia just needs more distraction to get people's mind off of the fact that they're not that they're maybe necessarily losing, but that they're not fucking winning. That's, that's definitely that's that's the thing. They may not actually technically be losing, but they're not winning. Yeah, the the war of attrition definitely has been on the side of Ukraine. Like the longer oh, this yeah. goes on, it doesn't look promising for Russia on, from a oh, visual yeah. or like a, or any perspective. A public really, ima- at that a, point, a, I mean. a public image perception that uh, they're not getting the job done. And I mean, dude, who knows? Who knows what happens at the end of this? Like when this war is all done and over, if Ukraine ends up pushing back. I guess mean, Russia, that'd be hilarious. And they just start seizing other territories within or other cities in, within Russia. Yeah. Um, and what if that like what if that shit just incites like an entire uh, revolution within Russia? They're like, they're like, fuck this. They're like, dude, not only are we losing, but like, why the fuck are we fighting this war? Like, they're just tired of it. And then like, yeah, we just concentrate on fucking our own president or something like that. Or, <laughs> that's the one thing I never got is like. Why didn't Russia just pretend to chill for twenty years, get the sanctions removed, build up their build their economy back up, and start rebuilding? Yeah, I don't know. Well, they just want to just keep being assholes. Yeah, well, that's I mean that's kind of what happens. You just you, you just want to keep fucking around. You gotta find you out. Eventually, find out as as the old saying goes. So, um, and then I, that's kind of all I had to say about that. I just wanted to bring that up because that it's I thought it was funny. <laughs> And then, uh, I don't know, Frank, you, you, you probably definitely know more about this than I do, but I just kind of find it interesting that, uh, Brandon Herrera, the YouTube AK guy is running for Congress. Yes. What what are your, what are your, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? He is so much younger than us. (laughs) How old is that guy? 24. No, there's no fucking way. There is no fucking way that guy is fucking ill. Well, younger than me. He's many, younger than us. Yeah, many years. I, there's no way he's, he's not, that young. He's not over thirty. I know that much. Okay. Well, that. I mean, if he was like twenty eight, that makes sense. You know, I could buy that. And then, what do you? While you're looking that up, what do you think his chances of actually being successful are? From what I heard, pretty good. Pretty good. The Republican Party wants to get rid of that guy. But they had no one that was going to run against them. So is so he's running as this on the same. He's running as the same yeah. party, right? As that guy, because mm-hmm. he betrayed the Republican ideals, I guess. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, yeah, he is twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. All right. Well, I mean, that's not. Wait, isn't there an age? Don't you got to be like? That's only the presidency. Thirty-four. Oh, no! Isn't it forty? They if they raised it then yeah because JFK was like thirty four. No, nah, I don't think he was thirty four. I think it's four. I think it's been forty or forty five, maybe even. Maybe it's forty to be vice president. I don't know. That's that's. You'd think that's something we would fucking know. Yeah, but it, it could be thirty. <laughs> it could be twenty five, but it wouldn't matter because they would never let somebody that young be elected. I guess that's true, but. What do you so what is what is what do you think his whole reason for doing this is? 
Uh, he said so. Uh, yeah, 35, by the way. For president? You have to be at least 35 years old and have been a resident of the United States for 14 years. Mm, okay. That's good. Um, basically, he's trying to get rid of that guy because of all the... He pretty much signed all the anti... Every anti-gun law that's, that's, that's in Texas uh, was him. Mm. Um, I'm being facetious on that one, but he's... Um, Basically, he said that he was gonna get he was gonna do all these gun bans and shit like that because of the whole the mm-hmm. shooting. Mm-hmm. And when they asked him why are you going against your party and all this stuff, he just said, "Yeah, I do it again." So, wow, yeah, cool. I mean, shit. I guess, I guess the guy stands for something. I mean, you know, I mean. Oh no, he flip flopped. That that he used to be anti. He used to be pro gun. Now he's anti gun because of uh, uh, I don't know Biden. Mm-hmm. I don't know. All right. Well, all I know is that it's going to be a rough ride for him because there's a lot of it. He made a lot of videos about presidential assassinations, how he would do it. <laughs> Man, doesn't that, doesn't that put you on like the radar of the FBI? Nope, because it was all for entertainment purposes. And trust me, if you're a gun tuber, you're already on all the lists. I mean that that I could I could see that. And only that he's he's an actual gun manufacturer. He owns a gun manufacturing company. Oh, so he's definitely on the list. Like I'm surprised ATF hasn't killed his dogs by now. Well, that was the thing. He's not too long ago. He did this whole thing where he he stood up uh, in front of Congress, I believe, and made a whole speech about uh, this about this abolishing ab- the, uh, the the ATF. Hmm. And um, he even said in his speech, "I am probably now on their radar because of this speech." But oh well, here I am. Yeah, I guess when they show up and kill kills kills the dogs, we know we don't know why. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, and he was also supposedly it was supposed to be the cheapest uh, fifty cal gun out there, but I don't think it's going to be it. But he's working on the AK fifty, mm. so we'll see if that ever happens. Now, well, we'll never get to buy it. <laughs> oh, that's for sure. Oh yeah, fifty cal is still illegal here. Yeah, and we're also poor because we live in. The- Highest God, was it that cost of the, living? So, yeah. was it the bare 50 cal was like ten thousand dollars? Yeah, man, that's crazy. And that fucking 330 Lapua nice one that we saw from Demolition Ranch, I was like 11. Oh, yeah, man, guns. <laughs> Anyways, can they own guns in Belgium? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I listen, I you know, if we get enough, if we get enough following in Belgium, I mean, you know, maybe I'd consider having a taking a vacation there. Or maybe even moving there. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> How far away is it from Russia? <laughs> not far enough. From not, so. not far enough. Well, you know, I won't hold that against them. Brussels, Belgium. What if it's fucking Interpol? Like <laughs> some assholes at Interpol listening to see see what the fuck we're saying and they're just like ah it's like it's like that that meme where it's like oh your fbi agent or your your cia agent that's watching you sees you just jerking off or whatever that's that's basically them just going ah fuck man wow we had to to listen to these assholes talk for fucking six hours wow what is did you find the answer to 2010 to 2019 the total number of registered firearms increased by 13 percent to 885,148 so then you can't own guns in belgium yeah Sounds good. Sounds good. Belgium, you're already you're already looking you're already looking good on my radar here. They have strict laws that keep track of propagation of legally registered registered firearms. To possess weapons, applicant must be at least eighteen years of old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, years of old. 
have a clean criminal record, provide a certificate of good health, uh, undertake tasks on gun safety, and provide a legitimate reason for wanting to own a weapon. So it's not a paradise. So yeah, that's true. Well, I don't know. anyways, all right. Well, I don't know. You got anything else to talk about? I kind of that was kind of I blew it kind of blew my load. When I don't really have any other topics planned right. at the moment. I'm good. No, you're good. Yeah. Adam, you got anything you want to you want to discuss? Uh, no, I'm good. I don't. I didn't come in in here with, with uh, anything. Yeah. No, I, I I was expecting you guys to carry. No, we did. We did for for a little over an hour. So that's uh, that's good, good enough. Anyways, all right. Well, uh, I guess we'll just end it here since Randy should talk about. So. <laughs> To all of our listeners that are in Belgium and otherwise, uh, hey, thanks for listening. And I guess uh, we'll fucking see you on the next one. That was the latest episode of the Central Unintelligence Podcast. Don't forget, subscribe and like on Instagram and TikTok at Game Rage Magazine. We're also on Twitter slash X at Game Rage Mag. Also our website, www.gameragemagazine.com.